Hey guys, this is Zach with Misplay Mondays, uh, coming at you on a late recording just due to life and everything. Um, Damn straight. Yep. And you'll never guess who is back with us. Hey guys. Travis <laughs> is back. Uh, it has been a long... We have missed him dearly, I guess is the way to do it. So <laughs> we'll, we'll do some life updates. Uh, I'll go first since my life update is the lamest. Uh, as a lot of you know, I work for a shoe company. We sell shoes. It's track season. Buy your tracks bikes. That's that's my that's my life update. Yeah, I put that in there as a joke, but like, I'm, I'm glad like you it. ran. I'm glad you ran with it. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go in order of uh, you know least least life changing to most life changing. So I'll go next. Um, if you've been paying attention to Misplay Mondays, you'll have become familiar with the saga of this job that I thought. I wanted nothing to do with at the beginning, and as I've slowly gone along, it I, my opinion has changed, and I was offered the job, and I accepted it. I got my formal letter today, and I am moving to Cincinnati in one month's time. Nice. It's going to be a whirlwind <laughs> in the next month, because I'm also finishing my degree. Nice. Now you got to root for the bangles. No, I don't. Hey. Hey, not even my coworkers are going to root for the Bengals. <laughs> hey, hey I was got Mitch Trubisky today. Yeah. Oh man, I don't. Uh, I don't the know how MVP, I feel about it yet. Nickelodeon's valuable person. <laughs> <laughs> so Travis, life update. Uh, not really too much. All right, so let's go into our first. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so. So yeah, I, uh, I had a kid, uh, little Asher Liam, uh, five pounds, 11 ounces and 17 inches long. Um, you know, he was, the yes, the baby. <laughs> oh, I thought that was his, never mind. <laughs> I mean, he, he is my son, so maybe I'm just kidding. There's no chance in that anyway. Um, but no, yeah, he, um, you know, he's doing very well. We got him home. Um, you know, I'm not, uh, it was pretty scary. He, he did come out about a month and a half early, you know, uh, no major issues. Just, you know, the wife came up to me and said, Hey, I think, I think my water broke. And so we went to the hospital and she was in labor. Um, so, you know, he did, he did have to spend some time in the, uh, the NICU, you know, just to, you know, just to grow a little bit, but you know, he, he was a trooper. He did great. Um, he was home within a couple of weeks and, uh, yeah, he's, he's doing really well. So, you know, we're going to keep it going and, you know, he's definitely a fighter and a pooper. So <laughs> uh, he's a hollow ball. Yeah, he is a hollow ball. <laughs> and, and hopefully everybody, a lot of people liked the picture I posted of the two of you on our Facebook page. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. Everybody got to see my, my little man, Good. my little peanut. Oh, uh, so is he just going to be Ash Ketchum for every Halloween? from now until eternity until he realizes that he either doesn't like Pokemon or does, and then picks a better character. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think he's going to be Ash Ketchum until he's old enough to know who, uh, Ash from evil dead is. And he's going to be Ash from evil dead. There you go. Uh, we'll give him a little boomstick, you know, I mean, I'm going to feel bad cutting his hand off, but <laughs> you know, it's, it's for the stick. So the shtick. All right, before we get into our main topic, I have to ask, do you have a dad joke for me? 
Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Do you know why I take so many pictures of my son? No. Because some may call me a pop arazzi. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so good and so bad at the same time. Uh, don't worry. Uh, it's just my, too bad. <laughs> my, my wife Mel bought me three full books of just dad jokes for Christmas this year. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And it's that phenomenal. was the one that you went with? You have five books of dad jokes and that was the oh. one you went with? But listen, I just I just became a dad, so I just cracked these things open. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. There's some right. there's some good ones though. I'll I'll have another one next week for you guys. Perfect, perfect. All right, jumping into our first topic, ban and restricted update. Uh, kind of out of nowhere. Yep. Uh, let's just hit all the cards first. Uh, Loris in modern got the axe. Loris in pioneer. Got the axe. That card is not legal anywhere but vintage and commander, but why would you? Um, and then two card two cards in popper got got axed again. We got um disciple Galvanic of Vault and, and Galvanic Gal- Relay. Yep. Um and we got an unban in Popper, which I thought was cool, which was Expedition Map. Oh yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I mean, I haven't played Popper in a long time, but um, did they? I'm assuming they banded. They banded. Wow. Yes. Um, they banned Expedition Map due to uh, Urza. Tron. No, no. Trans. Yeah. Uh, or no, not? I mean, Urza Tron. Urza Tron. Okay. Yeah. Because we got yeah. Urza Saga in other formats. Oh, my fault. Yeah, I guess I have yeah. to specify now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna make fun of you for like that's not a common, but no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and I mean and. The previous to this, they had banned a tog, yeah, from and Affinity. and uh, they yes. banned some other stuff from Tron too, prophetic prism and bonders ornament. Yes, so Ooh. they banned stuff from Tron. Saw that it went away uh, too much. <laughs> Felt bad, yeah, yeah. And they said we like Tron existing, so we're gonna throw it a bone here. And if this gets it back into the meta, great. If not, we're not, probably not doing anything else. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Um, and it touches on one of the things that I wanted to talk about was the existence of the popper format panel. Um, which, Travis, are you aware of this thing? I, I have never heard those words in that sentence, okay. in that particular order in my life. So popper panel. The popper format panel is yes. a group of people. Um, that get together, discuss the popper format, and then take decisive actions on bannings. Okay. And led by Gavin Verhey of Wizards of the Coast, um, who is an excellent ambassador for anything that he touches uh, on Magic's side. He's very good at communicating to the community, and he takes that action, those actions, whenever he does these popper format. Uh, panel posts banning posts so uh we got our first ban in first bans in popper a few weeks about six weeks ago and he gave a nice long article explaining the rationale behind the decisions that were made the other cards that were tried before they decided to ban um atog and bonders ornament and prophetic prism and then 
did a similar discussion on the bands this time. Which, dear God, can we please get one of those for other formats, like Legacy? Yes. Um, and so there's been some, like, it's a statement that's been echoed by a lot of people, um, especially on Reddit. But I just want to, like, throw this out there as what potential reason for why we don't get that, is that Popper is a format of commons, so banning cards quickly, uh, decisively, isn't going to cost you uh, $200 for a playset of Urza Saga that, you, that just went from, you, you know what I mean, or... Yeah, $350 oh, yeah. for a set of Ragavans. I mean, we, I played Popper very for a very short time on MTGO, and that's pretty much the main reason I played it was because, oh, I can build a deck for $6. Not you know, anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I know. It's it's gone up quite a bit, but, you know, that was the main the main reason behind Popper was, you know, to play a cheap... I mean, that they call it Popper. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, JT, why do they call it Popper? Uh, the word Popper is for a poor person. Yes, there you go. That's it. I remember <laughs> you told me that, which is why I didn't want to steal your glory. Um, when did, uh, is, is that just something from like 10 this years was ago? Years ago, correct. <laughs> I do not remember this. I, I remember it specifically. You said, Travis, Popper, it was when I was playing MTGO, and I was like, what's this Popper format? It was back when they still had Singleton on MTGO, and like Commander wasn't even a thing yet. And you're like, I was like, what's this Popper? And you're like, well, it's all commons. And I was like, well, that's stupid. And you're like, well, it's called popper. Cause it's all poor. people. like, it's like supposed to be poor. Like it's cheap. Oh, um, but yeah, I like viable deck in popper right now. It's in the top of the meta game. <laughs> what is it? I'm sorry. Boggles is in the oh, top yeah. of the meta game. Really? Oh, yeah. Boggles is real good in popper. Yeah, it's 12% of the meta. Uh, wow. Fairy, fairies is 13%. Okay. Um, my favorite cheap format would be Penny Dreadful. Uh, any card that costs a penny on Magic Online uh, is legal in Penny Dreadful. <laughs> hmm. I've never played that, and... No, I mean, like, you're right. It's it's not a great format, but it is, like, a ticket to play it. It's, yeah. the, it's the reason the, that I like the, it. The top deck is three point... is three tickets. Oh, wow. of, Penny, of Penny Dreadful? Of Penny Dreadful. Yeah. And, and the most expensive card is a four of Tezzeret the Schemer for 1.2 ticks. Wow. Maybe Man, it's like... <laughs> now that we're talking about it, I really do miss uh, Singleton. But I guess Singleton is now just Commander. So Yeah. yeah. yeah I, wish I, I loved Singleton, but I hate Commander. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, which is weird, because when Commander first came out, I didn't like Commander. But yeah. I loved Singleton. It's the same thing. I just put that together. So I'm coming to the conclusion that I'm kind of an idiot. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> I, I, it's just change. Not a big fan of change. You know? Yeah. I kind of like the idea of Legacy having, you know, a format panel. Or like Commander has, they have the CAG, mm -hmm. which goes to the Rules Committee yep. for that. Um, you know, having these people on there that are speaking out for the format, it would maybe make it more accessible having that clarity. But Legacy is getting very expensive to play. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're really a new player, is. well, I mean, you know, sort of. Like, yeah. we uh, 
the coolest thing about Legacy right now is that there are several good decks that do not require reserve list cards that are sweet. You've got Death and Taxes. That yes. I mean, I'm not sure that I'd call it sweet. It's more uh, from my perspective. Uh, it's a fucking grind. But you also have the Artifact deck, um, the the Kappa Cannoneer, Urza, Psy, Emery. The only like. You're not playing any reserveless cards in that deck. No, but the cards that are in that deck still add up to quite a about high it's amount. about two grand, which yeah. is that's about two grand. Um but like if you played modern for a while and if you played commander, like these are cards that you own for modern or commander at least one or two of. Yeah. Um like it's very reasonable to get into that deck, uh, if, you know. Like, and if you if you play up death and taxes, you just need a bunch of planes. <laughs> yeah, and, and and to be honest, too, like one of the main reasons that I do enjoy Legacy is it. It's you you know a lot of the cards that are on the reserve list. Unless Magic tanks, they're not going to go down. Unless they abolish the reserve list, but I don't see that happening now or in the future or anytime. But that's that's a different topic for another episode because <laughs> yeah. we could talk hours about that. But it, it it's almost like a diversification of your portfolio. You're like, <laughs> oh hey, I'm gonna put money into these stocks. I'm gonna put money into these stocks. Hey, I'm gonna buy a Volk this week. You know, it's you know that that card is gonna sustain its value unless something tragic happens. You know. Uh, but that's why reserve list, like I'm not a big specker because I'm terrible at it, but I know reserve list cards are probably going to go up. Um, so like, I know that dual lands are always good to purchase. Um, you know, and it's, it's one of those things where, yes, it is very expensive, but as long as you, like, if you're, if you're going to sell out later, there's, if, if you sell right, you, you definitely will get your money back. And this is coming from Travis, who has sold out of Magic about a dozen times. So many times, which is why I love Magic. <laughs> I have been the beneficiary of several of those sellouts. Yes, yes, yes. This is this is accurate. <laughs> um, magic cards have helped. Well, um, just to give everybody a little heads up, I do love me some poker, um, and Magic cards and poker paid for three quarters of my wedding. <laughs> so i mean it's it's a win-win you know yeah it's all about being a degenerate gambler in some sort of way exactly which which is why i know i'm a good gambler well i'd like to think that i'm a good gambler because i know i'm bad at specking and specking (laughs) is the gambling of magic is it but i don't spec because i know i'm gonna lose (laughs) that's not true the gambling of magic is cracking packs well, okay, I do crack packs. That's my gambling aspect of it. But if I was a smart investor, I would spec. <laughs> I'm I'm the guy that doesn't play like in magic. Like I love poker because there's so much strategy behind it and everything like that when you're playing. I'm the opposite of magic. I want all chance. I'm playing roulette. <laughs> and I want nothing to do with specking because I'm terrible at it. <laughs> so specking is the poker of the magic world. And crack packing is the roulette. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. Let's talk about the big announcement. The good man. Lur- Lurus being banned in Modern and Pioneer. 
who is, I assume, as soon as this band got announced, the modern player base rejoiced for the most part. Yeah. Well, it's funny because this deck, this this band just means that it's like this band just means that decks can play different cards. Like, yeah, it didn't. This is the most interesting band that I think I've ever seen because it wasn't aimed at a specific deck. And I don't even know that any of the decks took a hit. Like, you lost Loris. You lost your slow, grindy win condition. But now you can play Merktide Regent or Cauldra Complete. Yeah. Uh, so so here's a quick question for you. Um, huh? I, do, I, I know they banned Loris. Um... Now he was played primarily as a companion, correct? Absolutely. Commander? Only okay. Yeah. Um now do you think that he would be would there be a way for them to ban him as a companion but allow I him mean, to be played as a four of? And would it even be viable? So if they I mean they there's no reason why they can't just say he's banned as a companion. Um because they could do whatever they want. It would uh, lose that consistency, huh? Yeah, but like, it's the same as banning Loris, because no one's going to play him in the main deck anyway. That's very That's true. Not, you didn't play Loris in the main deck. You always played it for a free eighth card in your hand, because it yep. was very little value. Like, you lost out on Murktide Regent, sure, but you also okay. got like a, this stupid value engine at the end of the oh, game, yeah. whenever everyone's hellbent. Mm. And and you know a card is busted, or you know a companion is busted, where even after they change the companion role, it still gets banned. Yeah, <laughs> is Loris the first? Com- is Loris the first companion that's been banned after the change of the rule? Well, actually, um, he's Zach, still banned. Zach or JT, you probably are a little more familiar. Um, the companion role when it first came out was you just get an eighth card in your hand, it's this companion, and you can play him at any time, right? Correct. It's not actually in your hand. It's You can yeah. play it. Yeah, it's sideboard. in your sideboard, yeah. But you That's could just correct. cast Loris turn three. Like, yes, it was yeah. it was completely busted. So they said, hey, all companions now cost three to go into your hand. It wasn't just Loris that was busted either. It was Zerata. Oh, it was disgusting. It was Rada in Legacy, because that would combo with um, Basalt Monolith and Grim mm-hmm. Monolith. And it was Jiruda uh, in Legacy and other formats where. Oh yeah, and them. that's and that's why when when Commander came out or not Commander, jeez, sorry, I'm I'm exhausted, guys. Anyway, um, that's why when Companions came out, I was like, guys, this seems a little busted because it's just a free eighth card in your hand all the time. Yeah. And then they did the rules change, and I was like, okay, this makes it more fair. But then Laura stuck around. So did uh, Atraxa stuck around. Urian. What was the other one you just said? Was it a track? A Traxa. Traxa is a proliferate commander. Oh, I'm way off. Then what's the uh, red black one? Obosh. Obosh. And he is starting to see more play now. Yeah. Or testing at least. Yeah. Because uh, Loris is gone. Uh, which is sweet. Which is sweet. Yep. That's one that I don't mind so much. Um, and I was definitely one of the things I don't like about Companion is how bad some of them were compared to the other ones and like oh yeah the deck building constraint for loris was not was not oh it wasn't difficult at all right (laughs) so like do you know how many decks you could build with that constraint and still be phenomenal (laughs) yes actually um well well, yeah we found out because loris got banned (laughs) um 
But then you've got ones like literally the spell chaser, the elemental otter that forces you to play a singleton deck in <laughs> in uh, modern, and people play it, and, and it's a sweet uh, deck. I just that love that it's an otter. That otter was banned in Commander before it was even printed. It's like, <laughs> and, and well, yet another place automatically hits the. <laughs> Oh god. Yet so another good. place where Banda's companion would be reasonable. Yeah, 100%. Is that going to be great in the main board? Uh-huh. Or as a commander even. Like, yeah. And it, it, it's so interesting to see the design space of companion get taken to the levels it got taken cuz there were some that were cool. I think Gaiuda is a really cool com- companion. But uh, yeah. You know, I, where I, can I think you go we with should that? never see we should never see companion again. It's no, just too dangerous. Now, here's a question for you: Do you think that they would ever print a companion-like ability, such as this card cannot be in your deck unless your deck meets these criteria? However, you can play; you can only play it in your deck, not as a companion. I think we'll see that on um, Arena before too long. Probably Alchemy. Ugh. Yep, I think Ugh. we'll see that on Arena because it's one of those. That's a mechanic where. I'm actually really surprised that we saw Companion the way we did because it's not something that at a tournament. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you can't just go, hey, let me see your deck to make sure your Companion's playable. Correct. Huh. Uh, Which is why I would expect to see more Arena on on like Alchemy. Uh, I fully expect to see that. uh, Very interesting. That was a really good point, JT. I, I didn't even think of that. I also don't want to play with that in, that kind of a thing in person. Um, <laughs> Fair. The other good thing with it being banned in modern is like you can play three drops again. Yeah, th- three, four, even. Oh, how dare you? Four. <laughs> uh, my favorite line was uh, this is the biggest unbanning in modern ever. Three drops and up are unbanned. Uh, yep. But also, one of the other companions is still seeing play Travis is Kahira. Uh, it is the creatures in your deck have to be um, elementals, cats, nightmares, beasts, or Owls? dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Ooh. Um, and there's there's elemental money pile with Omnath. Yeah. <laughs> and that deck is good and plays Kahira. It's it's weird how many decks that just play the spell creatures get access to free Kahira, and Gigantha gets sees play because. Some decks don't ever play with a double pip. Like now, what is what is Gigantha? I don't. That doesn't sound familiar to me. Is Gigantha the Wellspring? Zach, you want to take this one? Yeah, I got this one. Gigantha the Wellspring's four in a green or red, I do believe. Correct. And it's a four five 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 five, five that taps for one of every color. Uh, use this ability only to cast spells. Uh, but the the restriction is. It- is Nothing can have two pips. Yeah, color. so you can only use it to cast. Um, you can only use that mana to cast the colored pips on spells. Yes. Oh, it. okay, okay. Yeah. So, so like a like a Sliver Queen would be free. Yes, if you yeah. tap okay. it. Okay. Uh, but you're not playing it for the tap ability. You're playing it because it's a five mana five five. Uh, whenever your hand is empty. Yep. Uh, or I guess eight gotcha. mana. Eight mana split over two turns. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's most of the time free to do so. Yeah, it's, it's, he's playing Pioneer in the Omnath Elemental uh, Sylvan Awakening deck. Because you can untap and tap it with uh, 
Jeskai Ascendancy. Weird. Makes sense, mm-hmm. but weird. I also sees play in Tron, because yes. Tron has very few green, has only has single green pips. A lot of the companions saw play. Uh, even, as like I said, even Letri sees play. Just the, the Karuga, the Hippo, doesn't see any modern play. Uh, I'm surprised that no one's found a home for Zirda, the, the Dawn color in modern. Um, I, I like the ability to reduce activated ability costs, but... Uh, yeah. And then, as being the only person here to play Pioneer... Oh, yeah. I like it being banned in Pioneer. I only saw it once at the uh, Team Trios tournament we did right before mm-hmm. we started recording the podcast. And it didn't seem too bad in that deck. It was against that Black-White Vampires deck that I absolutely uh, owned. Yeah. But, you know, I, it had its merits. I mean, it was very good. I think... It, it's a good card. I Yeah, I, I'm not unhappy that it's gone in that format. I think it was just going to get stronger as time went on. The more cheap zero, one, and two drops that you printed into Pioneer, the more broken Loris becomes. And we just don't need to deal with that. Yeah. But this one then nipped in the bud. <laughs> Wish they had done that sooner in modern. <laughs> it, it makes for more creative and interesting deck choices. Yeah. All right. That's the ban talk. So let's talk about some unbanned talk. Yeah. What card do you want to see unbanned in formats? Travis, go ahead and say it. When <laughs> Listen, yeah. I like I when it was first banned, like I was upset and I joke around a lot about um like hey, you know, bring Who's twin back like I'm format? Yeah, all that whole policeman bullshit. Ugh. But anyway, um, where modern is right now, I don't think twin would be an issue. I also, um, I don't think uh, birthing pod would be an issue. Like, I think those would be two good unbans in modern just to spice up the format a little bit, even though it's healthy right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, it, and people are like, well, now you have force negation, so you have free counter magic. So no matter what, and I'm, and I get that, but still, like it's. Not on your turn. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. So, I mean, it. I I just want twin. I want it. <laughs> I think it would be very worth, fun to play. For what it's worth, I think I agree that twin would be a playable, possibly not, uh, absolutely broken strategy, especially with the prevalence of solitude. Oh yeah, the, the white pitch elemental. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like there's, it's one of those things where the reason it was so strong is because there wasn't much that could deal with it by that turn, and that's why it it, it was either you played twin or you played jund or junk, you played twin or you played decks that countered twin, you know, yeah. you played uh, hand disruption, and that's, uh, it, it's essentially like out the door right now, you know. It made for a bad medic, honestly. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't a good metagame. I, I agree with you 110%. But also, right now, there's such variety in the format that I think I personally I think it'd be just fine. Um, yeah, I I mean Birthing Pod again was banned for power level reasons at the time. Modern's just too fast for a three drop artifact that needs another mana to activate afterwards in order for you to do to generate any value. Um 
uh, aspiring spike and caleb uh caleb d did some testing with it a while back and uh, didn't look particularly powerful i didn't do a lot of testing but i watched it it didn't look particularly powerful uh, and as travis mentioned i think that the biggest thing to take away from this is that the caveat here is we have a period of time right now where the metagame is in complete flux and i would consider that a healthy, the healthiest of times when everybody is trying their pet decks again. Uh, this is the best time to play jank in modern. Uh, right after a, a a a ban, everyone is trying to see if their bad brew is playable, and because everyone else is doing it, it kind of is. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, so here's one. I'm curious if you guys. Uh, is do you think that preordain would be unbannable in the current modern format? Because we have consider, which is instant speed, surveil one, draw a card, and preordain, which is sorcery speed, uh, scry two, then draw a card. Um, I think they're of comparable power level. I don't know. Uh, um. I mean, it's a very good question. Um, uh, in, in some deck builds, consider is way better than preordain. Um, you know, with your um, dragon race channelers and your phoenix decks and that type of. But if you look at, if you look at consider in other just straight, um, I, I I'm not sure if modern even has. Is modern is uh Jeskai control or yes. uh Azoria's control, control is, still a thing? Control is quite good in modern. It's okay. there's some weird versions of it, but one of them that's really cool is uh Lotus Field control. Oh, okay. I did see that one. I did so see you're that playing one. you're playing Lotus Field as a value land. Yes. With Blood Sun, so you just it just comes into play and taps for three mana of any color. Okay. Um but there's also standard blue white. Still doing control things, and usually splat has to basically splash an extra color or two for uh, prismatic ending. So yes, control decks are very very good in modern right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and and that's kind of what I was thinking was you know it, it it's very good to con. I don't think preordained being unbanned would be an issue. Don't don't give them ponder in my opinion, but preordained. Oh, ponder. Is, yeah, ponder would be ridiculous. Yeah, preordained I think is probably fine. Yeah, we've reached yeah. the point where preordain is not broken, and I think it would be fine to upgrade Serum Vision to preordain. Yes, I think that would be a reasonable exception for this one. One uh, of the things that... Oh, sorry, Zach, go ahead. I'm going to hop up on my high horse here for a minute. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Un Unbanned top in Legacy, you cowards. Let me go in the 007 oh. bracket. Oof. Oof. I have things to do with my life. Thank you very much. I want <laughs> tournaments to finish at some point. Listen, I will. I will give you props. I absolutely loved that deck. It was amazing. But oh my god! Like I uh, during our first episode, I I told you about. Um, I think his name. I want to say his name was Mika or Misha. Misha? Misha, yeah, it was Misha. Misha, that's what it was. Phenomenal magic player, and he worked at a, a shop in Pittsburgh, or Monroeville, 
and uh super nice guy um and he played he played top in control or top uh and it was watching his hands move so fast was incredible like i'm i'm like his girlfriend must have been so happy as i mentioned before but uh not everybody moves like that unfortunately yeah and and it would be awful. And I've watched you play Control Zag, and you're a very quick control player as well. Yeah, but and it's top every turn. Yes. Oof. Uh, Oof. Yeah, I, I, it's a, it's something that I think would take. Pra- it's almost a dexterity practice thing. You'd have to be quick at it. No, I uh, think it's the mental aspect. Well, that's deciding deciding what order to put the three cards on top of your library. Sure, it's easy whenever you have a counterbalance in play. Yeah, but uh, other other times you have to figure stuff out, and uh, which brings me to uh, KCI was another one. KCI and Eggs were two more of those decks that need to stay fucking dead. I agree to that. <laughs> not just because they were good decks. Actually, almost exclusively not because they were good decks, but because they had rounds good a time because one person could take a single turn. Because this turn system in paper is um, you get five turns total, and if one person spends 20 minutes on a single turn, like my, like my commander turns. Yes, like your commander. Do you guys really that want that in, in tournaments? No, we don't. <laughs> I, I don't want KCI and eggs in tournaments, but I, I like top from that mental aspect of the game, from that dexterity aspect of the game. I think it's important. You know, if you I, undan it, the thing would be is everybody just needs to grow up and be okay with saying, hey, you need to play a little faster. And I did that at SCG Philly, and then one guy looked at me like I had two heads. I was like, we're in the O one bracket or the O two bracket. Yeah, you need to play faster. Who cares? I would look over the clock and be like, "Hey, that expressive iteration, you need to pick up the pace here." And we went to time and ended up drawing because he took forever on expressive yeah. iterations, no matter how much I prompt him. And it's okay to be like, you know, we were in the O two bracket. I wasn't going to be that big of a douche and call. But I should. I probably should have because he was taking quite a bit of time. But I also play extremely fast compared to other people. Yeah, I play carelessly. Let's put it that way. (laughs) I'm I'm careful, but I play fast. Uh, But yeah. So, where does that leave us here? And then glimpse of nature. uh, It might let elves see a resurgence in modern. Yeah, so that was another card. That, that was another one of my my interesting picks. Um, I think that one's a little less safe to unban, mm-hmm. uh, but I also think that it does more interesting things with an unban. Yes, uh, a modern elves deck doesn't have the ridiculous uh, Gaia's Cradle aspect of it, but it does. It, it's also not really a. I mean, it's it's a fringe playable deck. Yeah. Uh, and Glimpse and I think, push it closer to playable. Yeah, I think Glimpse could definitely push it closer to playable. But the other reason is that it's a weird combo card for other strange decks out there. Like, um, oh, there was a... It, it's used in some weird legacy combo decks. Uh, Cheerios. So you play, a, you play a copy of this. Play a copy of Glimpse of Nature. So whenever you cast a creature spell, you draw a card. Um, if you can manage to get two green mana... There was an enchantment 
that whenever a creature spell you control is can is countered, you draw a card, or maybe just a card spell you control is canceled. It's like one green mana, uh, and so you play that, and you play Glimpse of Nature, and then you play a Chalice on zero, and then you play uh, zero drop creatures into the Chalice. So you draw two cards for every zero drop creature you cast. Jeez. Oh, uh, so you're slowly refilling your hand every time you cast one of these uh, zero drop creatures. Uh, it's not a good deck, but it is a weird deck. And, and I'm okay. I'm, I am super okay with weird fringe strategies being enabled by unbanning cards. Uh, I also think there's probably a room for like it as a value engine in some sort of green, some sort of green X X color shell. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I think it would be really neat to see what the card could do. But I would be really willing to ban it immediately if it took over. Like, yes. unban it with, because uh, it would be fun and see what happens. And if it's dominant or unfun for people, ban it like real quick. Just kind of like those prove uh, contracts NFL players get. Uh, <laughs> prove it. It's a prove it year. You yeah. know, you get a, a grace yeah. period. Yeah. yeah. I. And Travis had spoken about Birthing Pod, which was my actual pick. So, mm -hmm. I, again, I think that card's at this point probably fine. Yeah, I don't think we'd see a Pod Chain deck. Um, so, I mean, somebody would somebody would play it. Uh, yeah. at, at the very least to relive old times. Uh, <laughs> we'd we'd see about as much Pod Chain deck as we would uh, people playing Junk, Black White, Black White Green. Yeah, uh, Abzan. Yeah. Siege Rhino. Siege Rhino and Lingering Souls, Fatal Push, Tarmogoyf. Actually, Fatal Push, was that part of the that package? It may not have been. Not maybe. Uh, no, not when Jock was popular. Uh, Liliana yeah. of the Veil was the other one. Uh, Fatal yeah. Push was what killed what killed Goyf in, yeah. uh, in modern. Yes. All right. Uh, so that's our thoughts on Unbands. Let us know what you think. If you have a yep. card that you think is reasonable in some format, you know, if you, if you, but if you come to me and you're like, hey, Soul Ring and Legacy, get, get out. Get uh, out. <laughs> Free Twin. That's all I got to say. Free Twin. Travis has that tattooed on his lower back. You just don't get to see it. Oh my God. That would be a great tattoo. See, the only issue is that would actually be a tattoo I'd be willing to get. The only issue is if they do unban twin, it literally has no meaning. <laughs> uh, that's not true. It sounds that it sounds like you're trying to sell a, a give away a free one of your two babies. Free twin. Free twin. Free twin. Free twin. Just take this one. Yeah. Donate at our Patreon. Travis, page. You, Travis, Travis, you only have yeah. one. <laughs> How great would that be? And they'd be like, Travis, don't you only have one kid? I do now. <laughs> yes. Why? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, I I I could have. I'm gonna be honest, Travis. I was expecting you to suggest mental misstep. So here's the thing, I I do, <laughs> I do love me some mental misstep, and I, I do I would like to see it on band, but it's more of the the troll jank player in me that would like to see it on band because you and Zach both make a phenomenal point that if it is on band, it will be played in every single deck as a four of. And it will be the new 
Ragavand, but even worse because it's Phyrexian mana, so any deck can play it. So oh, it's man. just Grixis Shadow would have a hell of a time. Oh god. <laughs> Grixis Shadow is already one of the top decks in the format. Yeah. That'd be yeah. great. But but hear me out, you could play it against Grixis Shadow too. You just have these chain the stack would be like <laughs> And that's exactly long. that's exactly it. Oh my god, you'd see so many flusterstorms main deck. <laughs> All right. All right, moving, moving on from the mental misstep, the, mental misstep, mental misstep, mental misstep. I believe. Storm. Is it? Is it? Is it time, Zach? Is it? Is it time, Travis? Is it time to enter the Jankatorium? Oh, the Jankatorium! We need to find a cool effect for that trip. We, we do. <laughs> I'll figure it out. The Jankatorium. Oh God! All right. It fully worked. So. I do believe that I found my next, uh, I don't know if you want to say like gladiator or victim <laughs> <laughs> when you're entering the Jankatorium. Um, but, um, are you too familiar with the card braid of fire? Yes. What? Oh, you're going to try and break it in like alch and alchemy or uh, alchemy. No. Store. No, what, no, no, no. What format are you going to try uh, and break it in? I, I haven't decided yet. Well, it's banned in modern. It's not going to be modern. Is it banned in modern, or am I just an idiot? I don't think it's banned in modern, is it? I, I didn't it see it. Oh, I got to do some research now. Maybe I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, Braid of Fire Legality. All right, we're Googling it right now. Oh, no, it's legal and modern. Oh. Yeah. Why did I think it was banned? All right. Well, because it's so, it's going to be so broken. <laughs> do you call the decks patience for the Jankatorium? There you go. Patient. Oh, patience. Oh, yeah, patience in the Jankatorium. I like it. Next up for the deck. I like it. <laughs> Nobody leaves the Jankatorium. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be Braid of Fire. And I have a couple of different ways that I can build it. Um,. Uh, here's some cards that you guys may have never even heard of. And if you have, I'm going to be very, very surprised, I guess. Uh, oh, hey, we should probably tell everybody what Braid of Fire does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent point. So uh, Braid of Fire is a one mana, or it's a two nope. mana, one colorless, one red. And it has a cumulative upkeep. It's an enchantment. It has a cumulative upkeep of add one mountain to your mana pool. One red mana. Yeah, one red mana. We're going to add one mountain to the battlefield. One mountain to the battlefield. No. Yeah, adding one red mana to the battlefield. So on turn two, or on turn three, you get one red mana. On turn four, you get two red mana. On turn five, you get three red mana. However, it only is in your upkeep. Um, You're right. This card is janky. Um, I think you'll yeah. be dead before you get before the card even pays for itself. So here's the thing. There's many, well, not many different ways, but there's two different ways that I've found that we can build this deck so far. Um, the one I was kind of leaning towards was almost like a Death Shadowy, um, but without Death Shadow, obviously. It would just be red, black, uh, red, black, green, actually. So more of, uh, what was red, black, green? Jund? Yeah. Yes. So it'd be Jund. But have you guys ever heard of the Bal 
Balduvian Fallen. What? Um. Oh boy, I'm. I want to say that it has cumulative upkeep, which would make mm-hmm. sense because this pays for it. Balduvian Fallen from Cold Snap. I got it right here. You got it. A three five for four cumulative upkeep of one. When it when Balduvian's cumulative upkeep is paid, it gets plus one plus zero oh, until in turn for each red or black mana spent this way. Oh God. Okay. So also also uh, look up Earthen Goo. I know what that card is. I, I uh, it is it is a very similar card, but it's an ooze and it's a red. It's a greener greener red cumulative. Oh, upkeep. okay. Yep. And Correct. It gets plus, plus one for each age counter on it. Yeah. Correct. So we can either build it that way and make it a little controly with some um, uh, fatal pushes, thought seizes, you know, however, lightning bolts, however we want to do it. Or we can go the super jank way, which is what I'm leaning towards. Uh, I, I want you guys to take a guess at what the super jank way of playing this card would be. I don't know. Uh, proliferate into something stupid like Dragonstorm. Nope. Um, I'm going to go with some way to give yourself flash like Leyline of Anticipation and Banefire them in your upkeep. You got it. <laughs> so it would literally be Blood Moon stacks with Braid of Fire. You just die to any deck that plays red creatures. Uh, and Snaring Bridge. Four main deck and snaring bridges? Come on, man. Boy, buddy. <laughs> I told you, that's the super jank way to play it. So that's we're, the we're so, either going super jank or we're going, yeah, kind of jank. So, oh, God. Okay, the there's thing so is, many things to, wrong with this. I know. You, you I, will never survive. Um, so, the only thing that I, my comments are this. If you're playing Braid of Fire, you should not be playing fair. Okay? Yeah. So, doing something inherently broken, that's the way to go. Uh, 100%. So, you you have to play, like... So, you have to play Dublin Cube. You have to play Paradoxical Upkeep. Or Paradoxical Uh, Haze. Paradox Haze, but yes. Paradox Uh, Haze, sorry. I was going to say you should be playing things like... Uh, power conduit, which allows you to move charge counters from one place to another, uh, or remove. Actually, that wouldn't that wouldn't do charge counters. It's an age counter. Yeah, it's on um, age counters. A proliferate braid of fire deck. Yeah, that's. I mean, proliferate. Is that what was you're going towards? I leaning towards. I was trying to. Th- I mean, if we could use uncards, I would say we would be playing giant fan. <laughs> Uh, uh, and we just move counters from one thing to another and <laughs> put age counters on it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm think I'm gonna lean towards modern. Well, um oh it's legal, warned. it's legal and penny. Be that's be <laughs> that you will in modern have to deal with uh force of vigor for your stacks mm-hmm. pieces. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So, um, maybe, I mean, maybe something you want to consider is... <laughs> Legacy? Okay. Nope. I was going to say going deeper <laughs> into the jank tank here um, and consider uh, heroic, what was that, heroic intervention? 
Yes. And to give your stuff. You gotta if you're gonna go stacks pieces or you know prison elements, which is probably the more correct term. Uh, you might want to consider running uh, ways to keep your stuff alive, because. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of ways. Modern is very well prepared to, especially with Baseju, who endures. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You you got a lot of you got a lot of challenges to overcome in order to keep your stacks pieces on the board. In oh order to... man. But that's the fun of the Jenkatorium. Go for it. Burn um, people out in your upkeep in your upkeep. So <laughs> I this is this is completely coincidental. Um so I was Googling uh Braid of Fire and you know if there's any certain interactions that I could abuse or anything like that. Guess who made a Braid of Fire deck in September on September 29th, 2016? That's like eight years ago. I think you're fine. No, I know. Sorry, six Olive. years ago. Six years ago. I know. I know. Saffron Olive? That's Saffron Olive against the odds. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'm so I'm so I'm so sorry, Seth. Um he went with the upwelling. Yeah. Eh. So mana Wait, pools don't empty. Oh, see, he ran Dublin Cube. Oh, he ran Staff of Domination. Untap. Something? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Untap Dublin Cube, maybe. I, I think it's real interesting. Oh, no, it's Creature. It. I'm sorry, yeah. Creature. Oh, he went Helix Pinnacle win. Oh, okay. Oh, my. Oh, Seth. Now, that is Jake. That's, I love it. I, I'm going to have to watch this episode. Oh, um, and Comet Storm. He went Comet Storm. So. Oh, oh, no. Oh, I feel so crappy now. He, he also ran Blood Moon and Ensnaring Bridge. They were much better than. Better than. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seth, I'm sorry. I promise I was not copying you. I literally love Braid of Fire, and what? I literally just came across this. Okay, so I'm not going to copy your deck, Seth. I promise. So I think then you've got two options, bud. Um, and I think that's fine. You know, I think you've got two options. Um, one of those is, you know, like uh, to go to continue along the same path that you were before. Or you can go with the stupid broken jank uh, braid of fire into mana increasers and find some way to cast that wonderful, wonderful dragon storm I was talking about and just slam people with dragons. <laughs> it's double the jank. Or True. honestly, the Baldurian follow. Bane fire. Boom. I like the Bane fire idea. That, that takes a, well, I guess so does dragon storm. Um, maybe you do just do the Baldurian follow on earth and goo. Uh, route with a controlling shell because I mean, no one's done that, and it grew. It started it to seem a, a little God. more plausible, but my goodness, is it vulnerable? <laughs> it, I mean, yes, but the other thing, just I don't think you're ever gonna get it, I don't think you're ever gonna get anything done with the other way. It's just too many but, moving but pieces. Listen, that's not the purpose of the Jankatorium. I thought the purpose of the Jankatorium was to do the thing. It absolutely is. The, so the Jengatorium is like golf. Uh, you you could be 140 strokes a game golf player, but you hit one birdie, 
and you feel amazing. You're coming yeah, back I, next week. I can't argue with that statement. You're but like, that's oh my what I'm God. telling you. I'm the best <laughs> golf player. I'm the, I'm the best golfer in the world. Like this that's is what amazing. I'm telling you, you gotta you gotta be able to get at least one of those games where things go right. Well, you're gonna have to, he's gonna have to do this on MTGO. So yes, yes, I will on. have to do this on MTGO. We, I have it figured out. Yep. The sideboard is transformative depending on the matchup. You just switch from one side of the deck to the other. <laughs> I just heard the words that every jank player loves to say. Transformative two, sideboard. Two, two different decks in 75 cards. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, play a Yori on file. Throw a Yori on it there for no reason other than having an 80 card deck. I'm going to oh, make my it. own mana base unplayable to jam in 20 extra cards and oh, two colors oh, I don't man. need. <laughs> Man, I gotta. I'm gonna see. You could play Obosh. Yeah, I could play Obosh. Ooh, actually, you, no, no, hang on. I, I think I got the angle for you. Uh, Pyrohemia. Is the right card? Yeah, that's the black pe red pestilence. Yeah. Oh, you can activate okay. it during your upkeep. And why was I going to that? I don't know, but like. That card helps you keep the ground clear. Zach, you got uh, something? You scrap the green, scrap the black. Yep. You play you play Pyrohemia, Braids of Fire, Rune Halo, naming Pyrohemia so you don't die to your own Pyrohemia. And you need to have some uh, Burlington Forge Tenders to prevent uh, Pyrohemia from going away. Like other creatures the pro-red. Yep. yep. Yep, we got it. That's Woo! the jank right there. How do you feel about that, Travis? Wait, say that again? Okay. So, Pyrohemia. Yeah, Pyrohemia. I don't even know what that card is. It's, black, it's red pestilence. Okay. I'm um, looking at end of turn. If no creatures are in play, sacrifice Pyrohemia. One damage each creature in each player. Yeah. So you play Burton Foot. You play something that's pro red, so it can't take damage. Like okay. Sanctifier and back. You could play that. And yeah, then okay. You, and you play. Ruined Halo, name Pyrohemia, so you don't die to your own Pyrohemia. Because you have protection from Pyrohemia. Yeah. Guys, that might... I didn't think this word, these words would ever come out of my mouth, but that might be a little too jank for me. <laughs> and how many three cards to win a game. And Brazer Fire just helps you do it. What, yeah. what was your plan? Wait, what was the second card? Pyrohemia, Rune Halo, and Braids of Fire. Three card... Oh, sorry, then, four, four card is the yeah, four cards. something that's pro-red. Yeah, but the thing is that Rune Halo is a playable magic card. Pyrohemia doesn't see play, but like it does a thing that's useful. And Sanctifier and Vec and other, and other pro-red creatures are playable magic cards. True. Unlike all of... Well, I guess... Yeah. And they still have Either. the same problem of dying to the Bloodbraid. Uh, to... Uh, all right. So unfortunately, we've gone too far and delved too deep into this because on the tail or like at in the end, the end game, it's going to be jank and it's going to be great. And you guys will hate watching me play it. <laughs> no, everybody but, loved your video, so we will. But we're going to get it done. <laughs> I, I like it. All but, right. Uh yeah, so uh very much appreciated. We're gonna play some Braid of Fire and we're gonna make it work. So right. good news for those of you who enjoy Jank, and I believe this is how Travis is going to be accomplishing this. MTGO is doing uh, God mode accounts for 
about two for two weeks. I believe they they're twenty five dollars to enter. If you buy a tournament entry fee, um, for I think twenty five bucks, and then you get access to God Mode account, which is four of every card in Magic on that's on. Sorry, four of every card on Magic Online. There is a significant difference. Um, and you have, have access to every card on Magic Online for two full weeks starting the 23rd of March. Um, and that would allow that will allow you to play whatever kind of jank you want in whatever kind of format you want to test. I So here's the thing. I am extremely excited for this because they did this before, correct? Yep, every year for Eternal Weekend and a couple yep. other times here too. And I was so upset because I've missed it every year. And this year, I'm 100% going to be playing Magic. So here's going to be my life. It's going to be work, take care of my son, play all of the jank formats I can, and Vintage, because I've never... Vintage is the one format I've never played yet. I, I said the same thing. I'm going to try and sleep. <laughs> yep, and, and sleep. And, and literally, like... It's it's one of those things where it allows you to just play whatever you want and still have still have competitive prize support for it because like any of us can any of us can proxy a deck any of us can you know go and play on um, cockatrice cockatrice thank you Zach that's exactly what I was trying to think of cockatrice and be like oh hey look I have this deck but you know th there's no competitiveness there's no there's no prize support there's nothing like that and mtgo this is the one way that will get me back into mtgo essentially is uh giving you access to every card access to all any card on mtgo uh play any format they those exist they're not twenty dollars they're not twenty dollars though so like the card rental things i i've done the card rental before um when i was i was practicing for legacy when i was running um stone blade and I was like, you know, nobody's playing Legacy in my area, but I need to practice for Eternal Weekend. And I I think it was like $75 or $90 a month. Yeah. So for like three months, I paid $100 or I paid $270 to play, you know, Stoneblade. And you don't get to keep the cards or anything like that, which I understand. But it's all based on how many tickets you use, which I get. But, um,. So I got I got weird thoughts on this. Um, yeah, go ahead. You went with a subscription service. I spent I think three hundred dollars to buy Grixis Control online at the same time, and I played very little, and mm -hmm. I still have my cards. Yeah, which which you know also is, but the thing is, you will only always have those cards. Right. Um, so if I, I did sell the them or you know buy new ones, but. But well, that's, yeah, that's but... what I'm getting at here is that I can tell you that no, I will not be buying a subscription because I do not play enough. Okay. And and if you play enough, you should like dip, like uh, 
unless you get sponsored by the subscription services, I don't think that I think you should just buy your cards online because when you're done, you just sell them and you've got money. Mm-hmm. You end up spending less money is, is what I'm getting at. You absolutely do. But here, here's my thing on the concept is you're able to obtain more variety through a subscription sure. than absolutely. you are through straight paying. So I agree with you 110% JT. If you're gonna if you're gonna buy a deck and that is your deck and that is the deck you're playing, one hundred percent buy those cards. But if you're a person like me who swaps decks every six months, six months, <laughs> six weeks, every, maybe every six if weeks, we're lucky. Hey, I've had Delver for two years now, and <laughs> it just so happens that COVID hit and I haven't been able to play it at all. But there we go. I've had Delver <laughs> for two years now. Um, but uh, and th- and that's kind of where I get at is like I w- I'm a person that would love to have access to every card in Magic on MTGO just to build jank decks to give content to people to play craziness in leagues. Like I would also pay money to play in leagues with on top of that subscription service because I, you're you're paying you're paying for the service of having all of the cards and then you're paying for the prize support. Don't get me wrong. I, I may have I may have made this sound different than what I meant it to. I think that this should be an option. Uh, certainly oh, okay. For the, for the man, I, I, I would love for it to exist because the pay twenty five dollars for a two week for a two week God mode account. I think that's that that existing is fine. I think that's a great idea for Magic Online, and I think they should just have it year round, just all the so time, that, right? Yeah. So you spend twenty five bucks, you get two weeks of. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, well, Dude, that's still a little steep to me. But you paid ninety bucks for the same thing for, for you paid ninety bucks for a month. You shut your mouth. Uh, so <laughs> no, I agree the reason. With you. So the reason that I that I think that the idea, maybe they even tie it to a a biweekly, as in two, every two weeks, not twice a week, because English they, sucks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well played. Yeah, so they tie it to a bi-weekly tournament where you pay 25 bucks to get into the next week's tournament and you get access to all of the cards for the entire two weeks. So you get free tournament access, but um and you get at, like that would be the way I could see this working. Basically oh, what man. they're doing now but doing it every two weeks. I was going to say empty empty you said free tournament access? No, no, you get a you get a free tournament at the end of the two weeks. Oh, okay. I was gonna so say I was like, it's like MTGO you know, wouldn't exist if they did that. No, but you're yeah, running you're this tournament from. every two weeks. They're, okay. they're doing this promotion repeatedly instead of just once every couple of months. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And so you give people the access, the option to shit. I need to get these cards right now, but they don't exist online because we didn't print enough. Cap of cannoneers into into treasure into treasure chests, uh, so no one could get them even at a hundred dollars a piece. Yep. Uh, but like no, and 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 I agree with you one hundred ten percent. I think that would be extremely cool for them to do. Uh, it, uh, it would be cool if they didn't have to go through third parties to do these card rental services, and you can just say, hey. For twenty bucks, I want unlimited cards every month or every two weeks, or uh, you know what I mean, the, something like that. 
I think these card rental services are part of the reason that a lot of cards in MTGO are more expensive than they should be. How agree to that? I believe it. And, and oh, oh, you know what would even be better? Um, so how much? How much is it? To, uh, it's been a while since I've MTGO'd, but how? Let, let's say I want to get into a modern, a modern tournament, like an eight-person. Is it? Do they do it by eight people, or do they have? How do they? Do I it wouldn't. Now? It's just the league. So you join the league. It's ten. Oh, bucks. that's right. Okay, so it's, it's still five zero. And then if you three twos prizes four one. Three, Actually, two two threes even prizes. Oh, two three is like what fit? It's half your entry fee back. Yeah, half your entry fee back. Yeah. Three two, you get a tr- you end up netting a treasure chest. Yeah. So um, how about and- how about this? How would you guys feel about this? Ten dollars to get in with the cards you have. Or fifteen to get in with whatever. I, don't, I mean, does that make sense? I don't have a problem. I mean, it does. I don't have a problem with that. I think that's kind of sweet. Um, yeah. Like that. That would be like that. Still gives them a little. That still gives MTGO a little, a little something. But that also allows the people who have the decks to pay less and be more enticed to buy the no, cards. I, see, I, the more I think about it, I mean, like they're not going to go for that. I know it would we, have to we've be more gone than pretty deep in the weeds here, guys. Let's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, all right. There's, my apologies. There's, there's, a okay. you, there's a ton you could say about subscription services for MTGO. I think that I think that they're, I think that they're great for the new player who's trying to figure out what they want. Mm-hmm. So they go get the unlimited gold, platinum subscription from Card Hoarder or uh, Mana Traders, whatever the top tier is, or however much they want to rent. Play the Legacy deck. I love it. Now I'm going to take that money I was spending per month to buy the cards. I also think that they're great for the uh, variety streamer. Yes. And, and and I agree with you 110%, JT and Zach. But, and aside from that, I think they're a bad deal. Um, because honestly, like with the Jankatorium that we're going to do, we're going to, guys, we're going to, we're going to work on a little like sound stick to put into there. So that's why I did the Jankatorium, but We'll figure it out. <laughs> but um, with me doing the Jankatorium, like, obviously, I like, why the hell am I going to own Braids of Fire? <laughs> well, they're pennies, so. <laughs> well, yeah, but like <laughs> uh, the cards that go with it, you know, um, honestly, but... I'd buy the I would buy the Braids of Fire before I rented them because you have to give the rented cards back. Yes, <laughs> I, I and I do. I do get that. But if if. You know, um, somebody who's going to be changing decks every week or changing decks every month, you know, it, it, it's almost like I've considered doing the rental again because I did it back in the day and it was very easy and I really enjoyed it. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, if I'm going to be changing decks every week or every two weeks or every month, then it's just more beneficial and um, it, it's more beneficial for me and cheaper for me to actually do a rental service because, you know, one month I could upgrade to $60 a month to play a legacy event that, you know, needs Ragavans and all, or a modern event that needs Ragavans and all that stuff because Ragavans are apparently extremely expensive in modern or yeah. on MTGO and in paper um, and in paper. There's a um, too. But you know, the next, the next month, maybe I'm doing standard and I'm like, I need, you know, $200 worth of cards so I could well, downgrade. So I, that kind of brings me to the reason that I bought my cards is that I spent $300 way back when those cards have pretty much held their value. 
they haven't really gone up or down, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but what's cool is that now if I do want to rent cards, my rental pre the, my rental prices, cause I got, you know, staples, I got fetch lands, I got uh force of wills. My rental price is going to be way cheaper than yours because I'm not renting, you know, $300 worth of stuff that goes in every deck. Oh, that's very true. So you don't have to I, rent the brainstorm at point two tickets. Also that. <laughs> Don't have to rent brainstorms or ponders or red blasts, which are apparently uh four dollars. Five. They're five. Yeah, because pyroblast blast is nine. 16. Oh, sixteen? Yeah, Ooh. I have it. I have my deck up here right now. My legacy deck is oh. tickets. Excuse me, did you just say a pyroblast was sixteen dollars online? Yep. Why? I don't know, but it did much. Uh, and they're playing a lot. Island is eight and a tundra is five. So here's the thing. I do remember uh, when. Oh, I can't even remember what the set, the set was that came out that had the dual lands. Vintage Masters. Vintage Masters. One, I remember two, when three, vintage. Four. What's that? There were four of them. I remember when the first one came out, and I drafted the shit out of those, and I pulled two underground seas, and they were selling for. I want to say fifty or sixty dollars a piece, and I'm like, this is absolutely incredible. I have a dual land for fifty dollars, and then you know I got out of Magic for a little bit, like everybody knows. And then I come back in, and you can get an underground sea for like three bucks. I'm like, what? What happened, MTGO? <laughs> I will, I will never understand the the economics of MTGO because back in the day, I and I don't know if you guys remember this, but back in the day. Uh, if you like, I wanted, like, I wanted to play Tron, I'd be like, well, Tron's like a $600 deck. And I'd go, well, if I want to play on an MTGO, it's probably about half or, you know, two fifths the price. Yeah. And it was always that standard, you know, Still. but then they came, but then they came out with these treasure chests and they came out with all this random shit. And so like, if I wanted to play a legacy deck, that I mean, this was back when underground seas were 150 bucks, though, because it's been a while. Well, so when they were 50 or 60 bucks back in the day, I was like, "Oh, this is great," but it's it's all out of whack now, and that, uh, that's so, that's something else. So, yes, um, I'm, I'm talking blue, a lot. Blue red aggro on MTGO. What do you think it costs? Blue red aggro and legacy. And legacy. Blue red aggro. Yeah. What your deck, Travis? Delver. Oh, oh, Delver. Okay, who calls Delver blue red aggro? Come on, man. MTG top eight is what it's, it's calling it. That uh, <laughs> I do love MTG top eight. Anyway, still, come on, man. Um, okay. anyway, what do you think it's? What do you think it costs? Blue red aggro. Um, I know what it costs in paper. MTGO. I'm gonna say twelve hundred tickets. Nine hundred. Yep. Oh, oh, it's a little cheaper uh, than I thought. Yep. And what do you think it costs in paper? I thought it was around twenty five right now. No, it's around it's around four or five. Four or five what? Thousand. Yeah. So the version, the version I'm looking at right now is forty three hundred dollars. Yeah. Yep. For what? Uh, uh regions. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh volcanic islands, Travis. Yep. Oh, have they gone up that much? Yes. 
you got a good deal on yours because Jim was a bro and you guys announced your trade before they like went up as much as they did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so to give everybody at home an idea of this, um I bought him, by the way? Yes, I did pay him. Okay. He is paid. <laughs> um I bought my first volcanic island, um, which is LP for four hundred dollars. Um, right when the whole reserve list kick started going and I was like, I don't want to wait too much longer. So I got one and my, our, our friend who also plays magic, uh, his name is Jim also had a volcanic Island. And I was like, Hey, uh, I know you're not using that. Would you be willing to sell it? And he goes, yeah, I'd probably sell it to you. He goes, well, what do you want for it? And he goes, well, it's, it's near mint to light played. So probably like four fifty. I said, absolutely. Um, however, Jim lives probably about an hour away from me, so we kind of said, you know, I'll give you the cash the next time I see you, and I'll get the card the next time I see you. COVID was also raging at this point. Yeah, and there was COVID happening and all this shit. Well, about three months later, the Volcanic on skyrocketed to $750. And I felt terrible, because I was like, I asked him, I said, uh, you know, hey, do you want to... Do you want me to pay the 750? Do you want me to? And he goes, no, just give me the 400. So we actually met in the middle. And I told him, well, why don't I give you the 450 cash or the 400 cash that we had agreed upon? And then you could take like $200 a trade out of my binder. And he got a bunch of stuff for his commander decks and his collection. And we, we kind of met in the middle, which was nice. It was, it was a nice compromise. All right. Uh, let's do a few more just so you can, like, you, uh, you, I think your perception of how much legacy decks versus online versus paper are. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm way off now. Okay, apparently. I, I got the next one. I got the next okay. one. Okay, go for it. All right. <clears throat> what does lands cost on MTGO? Okay, using, I know. I goldfish, by the way. Now, now, are we talking like the whole like pendrel on yeah, in paper and all that you've stuff? You got a tabernacle, yes. Yep. So, so here's the thing that kills me about that. Okay. Uh, I pulled a bazaar of Baghdad in a treasure chest online and was super stoked and was just absolutely like, oh my god, you know, I can buy any deck I want now. And then I found out it was like six dollars. <laughs> so, that's so, not even a tabernacle <laughs> uh, it's not a tabernacle but it scares me because I gotta make an educated guess now I'll tell and you, tabernacle is like $13 online see and that's the thing so like I have to make an educated guess right now on calculus that's you, in hieroglyphics <laughs> okay uh, the, but I'm gonna do it but I'm gonna do it alright ready so lands on MTGO, I'm gonna say six hundred tickets. Nine hundred twenty-six <laughs> tickets for the one I'm looking at. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm looking okay. at nine hundred forty-six for mine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which is still way better than lands in paper, which is what like eight grand. And from ten yeah, grand, yeah, like ten grand. So like, the oh, the big ticket items for paper are obviously tabernacle and mox diamond mm -hmm. yep. Um, yep do you know what the big ticket items are on mtgo for lands yeah for lands um man that's a really good question uh possibly dark depths maybe 
Nope. No. Uh, Dark Depths uh, is... Two tickets. I got 136. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The, ver- the version this guy's playing, he's playing the nicer version. Okay. Two, 270. Two, 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 two tickets, 70 cents. 70 tickets. However that works. Um, Alright, hold on. Hold on. Cool. That, that explains some stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> okay. Uh, you're not going to get them, Travis. I'm sorry. But... Hold on. Hold on. Give me, give me, just give me a second to think. You're... One, this is a podcast. This is terrible airtime. <laughs> give me, give me a second to look it up. I mean, give me a second to think. <laughs> I know, Travis. Uh, <laughs> which is why. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I honestly have no idea. Urza Saga are 50 tickets a piece. You're playing four. Endurance are 57 oh, wow. tickets. You're playing three. Did you say that 57 is... tickets? Yes. Force of wow. Vigor is 40, 41 tickets. You're playing two. And Baseju who wow. endures is 40 tickets. You're also playing two. Yes. That's and Mox Diamonds aren't cheap either. They're thir- they're uh, 38 tickets apiece. Mm-hmm. So that's how okay. crop rot- four crop rotations is eleven t- is almost twelve tickets. <laughs> uh yeah. Let's see here. Um oh. Your old deck, Titan Post. Well, uh, not Titan Post. Um, your old deck, uh, uh, whatever that post was. Some sort of post deck. Eight post, ten post, twelve post. Yeah, twelve post. Yeah, there we go, twelve post. I got there. Matt. Yeah. Uh, in paper, six six point two. I've got it for 6,300. Uh, online, six, uh, 650. So we're looking, most of the decks are around a tenth of the cost uh, of paper. To, to be fair, though... Here's one that's a twentieth of I, the cost. I never ran Tabernacle in my Titan Post deck. Yes. Okay, that's fair. And I also... Uh, oh, are they running the uh, Candelabras in this one? No. Okay. I don't think so. I, say, I never ran Candelabras in mine, either. Yeah, but you also but you did run uh, Grim Monolith, and that's a card that's expensive too. Oh my god, I'm so sad. But you got me one, which makes me happy. Yep. Speaking of which, so, how much do I have to pay value? <laughs> uh, 150, 153 you got it. specifically. Ooh, you got it. I remember buying um, those at a bulk bin. I I bought four near mints for two hundred and eighty dollars for the playset. For yep. my cloud post deck, how yep. gross! And is I told that? you not to sell them. <laughs> uh, oh, but I wanted to get into Stoneblade. No, uh, you didn't even you didn't even build Stoneblade. Then you just sold out. No, 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 I built Stoneblade. That's that's the. Uh, so I didn't play Cloud Post in that one. I played Your Blood Moon oh, in the yeah. main event of that one. And then as I was selling out of Cloud Post, I built Stoneblade, played in two side events, and went three and one in both of them. You can only go, I mean, two, two, oh, and one, because there was no two, oh, and one, two, oh, and one, which I was super proud of myself because I know how to fuck play Stoneblade. <laughs> I just knew I wanted to play it, but it was a very good deck at the time. So, anyway, uh, MTGO, fun stuff. We may, we may end up cutting that. <laughs> that whole segment. It was just, that was for a long, very for a long. long time. I was trying to move you guys along. I know. It was, Sorry. We haven't done this for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, it was more It was more of me getting into like 
I am enjoying this conversation rather than this good content. Yeah, yeah. no, I I'll, agree. Um, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> it should be pretty it. easy. To, it should be pretty easy to cut because I think we're yeah, basically so, we're basically done. Um, yeah, let's let's do a wrap up here. Uh, so, guys, awesome episode. Travis, so happy to have you back. God Absolutely. damn it, are we happy to have I know. you? I know. I was going to kill <laughs> JT last episode. So, <laughs> no, I'm, I was going to very glad to be back. Next- um, I will, I will always tell you guys like this, this podcast and you guys, you're my family, but, uh, family just got a little bit bigger this, this month. So, so Dude, I had to take new, care of some stuff and yeah, new listener. Yeah. Oh, we do. So well, here, no, I guess not. Cause Travis doesn't even listen to this. Yeah, true. I was, I was pretty busy, but <laughs> I do have a quick question for you guys. It hit us. Um, <sighs> So I I know my son's kind of young right now, um, but at at what point do you think it would be acceptable to start teaching him that blue is the way? Oh, stop making green is good. You got to start with you got to start with green red, and then when when he starts asking (laughs) why he keeps losing to blue, then you teach it. (laughs) All right. So what you're saying? So what you're saying is. Uh, well, I mean, here's a more important question. Or actually, this isn't even a question. This is a statement. I really hope Twin is banned before he learns how to read. Unbanned? Unbanned. Unbanned. I really hope Twin is unbanned before he can read. Because he's going to learn that that's the deck to play. (laughs) Well... I just I here's the thing I really I really hope that he doesn't grow up and decide that you know oh you know I want to play mid range oh, oh go to hell you know what no we're just gonna build him a Tron deck and call it a day we'll teach him math the wrong way <laughs> my teacher said uh, it's gonna go to it's gonna go to kindergarten and fail his math test. Go to first grade and fail his math test because one What's plus one plus one plus one, plus one? seven. <laughs> Urza oh, says right. it's seven. Who the fuck is Urza? All right, all right. Oh, uh, gonna get one of those teachers like I know what this is. F. <laughs> and then he's just gonna show a Tarmogoyf and be like, "Jund is life." Oh, oh man, we'd yeah. have to change school districts. Yeah. All right, GT. Do you have anything else to say before we close it up? Um, I do. So I wanted to give a shout out uh, since I'm leaving Penn State here. I love you guys here. You guys have been amazing. Uh, Taken in, it's been my foster magic family while I've been up here for these past two years. It's been great, and um, I'd love to come back at some point for an alumni day. I guess technically that would count. So because I, I did go here. Um, but yeah, it's been great playing with you guys, and uh, I'm gonna miss it. So, Travis, what you got to end us on? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's it's been a wild ride, um, especially you know adding a new player to the group. Speaking of which, um, my wife got me some sweet onesies that are MTG related. Um, and uh, like I had mentioned before, unfortunately, little man had come into the world a little too early, so he's kind of small for him, but I will definitely be posting pictures as soon as he fits into these onesies. Uh, 
on the uh, misplay Facebook. Mondays Facebook, and it's you know they're pretty adorable. But um, you know, and <sighs> JT, I I got to go back to the whole Magic the Gathering family and community, like you said, like. You know, un- unfortunately, you're leaving Penn State and, you know, you're going to Cincy, which, you know, it's Ohio. So it's going to be less fun. I, there. Don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you about Ohio. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, but you know, hope, hope, <laughs> hopefully, uh, you know, our, our community accepts you for the local store that you find. And you know everything works well out, works out well for you, and, I, and I'm assuming it absolutely will because, you know, we do have that strong community, we have that strong family, and you know that's that's something that you know, you you, you can't get many other places. Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited about the fact that I have a hobby that I know I can go and meet people. I just hope they don't suck. <laughs> that that it that's a very <laughs> scary thing. Uh, I've had a couple <laughs> of that. really good play groups the vault um scg and latrobe here at the hub these have been good play groups um even bryce's out in pittsburgh was great at the what oh, used man. to be well yeah um we, we i've had some bad ones in the past um but i am excited to find some new ones and zach did you have anything that you wanted to yeah. Um, for those of you listening out there, just thanks for continued support. We really appreciate it. Uh, our one listener from the UK and our one listener oh, from yeah. Ireland now. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, to plug our one and sole sponsor, as always, thank you, Gingerbread Man Running Company, for sponsoring this podcast. ShopGBM.com for all your running shoe needs. All righty, guys. Uh, all right. We'll catch you later, everybody. Have a good one. Peace.